When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's everything you might have missed in Rick and Morty Season 6, Episode 8. Welcome back, Rick and Mortficionados, to our weekly breakdown of Rick and Morty. Between going super meta by shattering the fourth wall and changing the show's meta by removing portal travel for a time, Rick and Morty's sixth season has been one of change, growth, and reinvention. It's a season about finding balance between the so-called classic style of episodes in earlier seasons and continuing to evolve these characters to keep them fresh after six seasons of storytelling. Perhaps no episode this season strikes that balance better than Analyze Piss, the eighth episode. We're going to break it all down for you in just a moment, including everything you might have missed, but to do so, we have to spoil what happens. So if you haven't seen it yet, well, leave now before you get... before you get pissed. I am Pissmaster, here to flush the toilet that is Rick Sanchez. <laughs> He sprang my lavender bush. My bees need that lavender. Now, before we continue, I want to offer another opt-out point. This episode deals with a fairly graphic depiction of suicide, so if that's something that's uncomfortable for you subject matter-wise, you may want to skip this video entirely and do something much healthier, like drink some water, go for a walk, or just enjoy the rest of your day. Take care of yourselves out there. Okay, let's get into it, shall we? While certain bowels of the internet clamor for a movement back to the intangible idea of season one storytelling, Rick and Morty strikes gold with their thoughtful explorations of Rick's character. And while we've seen Rick's near godlike powers on display time and time again, this latest episode, Analyze Piss, forces Rick to meaningfully consider why he needs to be number one, and the toll that it takes on those around him. If you like introspective episodes that deal with unexpectedly heavy subject matter with both heart and humor, well, you're in for a treat. Analyze Piss begins with another battle between Rick, Morty, and Mr. Nimbus, who gets yeeted into the Evergees, a nod to the shipping company Evergreen, who had ships get stuck in the Suez Canal in the Chesapeake Bay recently. What follows is a string of what Rick terms 90s-style supervillains worthy of the Ticks rogues gallery. The goobers who have a bone to pick with him include Cookie Magneto, a Mr. Mixie Pidlick parody Mr. Calypso, and later the aptly named Pissmaster. He reminded me so much of Green Goblin to the point that I wrote Ween Goblin in my notes, although maybe he's more Iron Man by the episode's end. You know, the question I get asked most often is, Tony, how do you go to the bathroom in the suit? Just like that. This repeated intrusion by people hurling insults and bodily harm at Rick prompts him at Morty's behest to interrogate why this keeps happening through therapy. Okay, I might look into it. Once again, Rick goes to see Dr. Wong, and it becomes apparent why the episode is named for the movie, not the TV show, in which a mafia don who isn't Tony Soprano has anxiety attacks that cause him to seek psychiatric help through therapy. The way that Rick sees it, he's a walking target for a sea of nerds who think that getting in a fight with him is some kind of platform. It's both commentary on the litany of one-off villains we meet across the series, and the writer's contentious relationship with the fandom itself. At dinner, Jerry commends Rick for accepting the concept of therapy without turning himself into a pickle or a housefly. The former is a reference to Dr. Wong's debut in the Pickle Rick episode, but the latter is paid off in spades, because later Rick bursts into Dr. Wong's office and turns Mr. Goldenfold into a fly. It makes you wonder if Rick lied to Jerry or was inspired by him. 
When the aptly named Pissmaster arrives to pick a fight with Rick, he sprays Jerry's lavender bushes, which the defeated dad says are for his bees. He's spraying my lavender bush. My bees need that lavender. This is the second reference to Jerry's beekeeping hobby in as many episodes. It first popped up back in season four's Promortius. Summer, I want to f*** your dad. Oh, really? While Rick attempts to stick to his therapeutic guns instead of his flesh-melting guns, Jerry instead steps in when Pissmaster makes a lewd comment towards Summer. What follows is an incredibly uncomfortable fight as these two grown men tussle in the streets. Eventually, Jerry emerges the victor, beating Pissmaster into a pulp master with their neighbor Jean's lawn flamingo. That's my dad. That's my f***. Dad. Whereas Rick would usually get reproached by the rest of the family, Jerry is celebrated for defending his daughter and becomes the main character on social media as hashtag Flamingo Dad. What starts with simple odd-numbered BuzzFeed listicles soon evolves into Jerry getting recruited by a galactic council that imbues him with raw power for having a pure heart. Wow, it, it, it's sticky. As the family's resident orb guy, Rick is goaded into helping Jerry turn his power into an Iron Man-esque suit, which is hilarious because earlier in the season, Rick pretended not to know who Tony Stark is. Hey, remember like a second ago when you pretended not to know who Iron Man was? Who is that for? Shush, 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 Morty. While Rick takes the high road, Jerry takes the Heil road and finds himself confronting a council of space Hitlers. Modeled after the Legion of Doom, you can see Gorilla Grodd Hitler, the Rittler, Pradolf Mantler, Blobfischler, Old Hitler, Three Eye Dolph, and a robot I'm calling Brain Dolph. I'm sorry, are we just letting in all Hitlers now? When Jerry nukes the planet with zero civilian casualties, it's almost more than Rick can bear. Despite Jerry preventing countless holocausts, Rick's pettiness and jealousy consume him. His underlying need to be liked, or at least acknowledged as being great, and his frustration with constantly being told to be careful with his own immense cosmic power can't help Rick see the forest for the tree Hitlers. Also, in case you missed it, one of the commenters on the live stream coverage of Flamingo Dad's Heroics is a bee writing Herdies into Bees. Summer, I want to f*** your dad. Oh, really? But back to the matter at hand. For a time, therapy does seem to be working for Rick. Through interrogating his motives with Dr. Wong, he finds a peaceful equilibrium. He remains unbothered when some dork named Mr. Stringbean tries to attack him at the family's Space Mitsubishi event. Rick's peaceful exterior, though, quickly transitions to ennui as he drinks away the day at a local bar. When someone at the bar makes fun of Pissmaster by asking who could relate to being that much of a piece of shit, Rick has maybe his biggest epiphany yet. He can. It isn't subtle. Literally everyone this episode has called him a massive piece of shit, or worse in Mr. Nimbus's case. Realizing what his would-be nemesis is going through, Rick drunkenly makes his way to Pissmaster's apartment with a six-pack, only to find him bleeding out in the bathtub. Unfortunately, even for a super genius like Rick, he can't save this man's life. Pissmaster completed suicide, and it's one of the most stark and heartbreaking sequences in the show's history. It also shows the unintended consequences our actions can have on others. Pissmaster was desperate to prove to the world that he mattered. He took an aggressive, confrontational approach that found him on the wrong end of talk sh get hit, and what could have been an embarrassing but humbling episode was instead broadcast, replayed, and amplified across an entire universe where everyone dunked on him to the point that he saw taking his own life as the only way out. It's a horrifying and heartbreaking sequence when Rick realizes what's happened here. It quite literally sobers him up, and it's made ten times worse by Pissmaster's daughter coming to the door to basically do a wellness check on her dad. While Rick may feel intellectually superior to the people he encounters and joke about being emotionally stunted, even he isn't impervious to this young woman's helpless concern for her father. To make matters worse, Pissmaster's suicide note explicitly blames Jerry for driving him to take his own life. 
He says that all he ever wanted to do was succeed in spite of the people who wanted to see him fail. And so, in a sequence that seems to heavily draw inspiration from Iron Man, Rick crafts a new suit of armor to not only spare Jerry's feelings, but try and redeem Pissmaster's legacy as well, at least in the court of public opinion. Yo, Pissmaster, you saving that cat to make people forget you suck? Nope, just saving it to save it. Okay, we got nothing. By and large, Rick succeeds at being genuinely morally good when he puts his ego aside. From saving a woman from an alleyway mugging to making a piss skating rink for LA Children's Hospital, Rick makes a difference in people's lives in the grossest way possible. As beneficial as it may be for Rick's mental health to put on the suit of his enemy, striving towards this platonic idea of moral correctness or goodness seems to be a Sisyphean task. Because no matter how you slice it, someone out there will always take umbrage with what you do, perceive some injury or slight, and take it personally. And in this case, Jerry's the one that simply can't handle what's happening when his star is diminished relative to Pissmasters. Although when Jerry is finally given power, he does become a force for good, the attendant popularity and attention stokes his ego and he falls into that same pettiness trap that Rick did previously. It's a commentary on the mercurial nature of social media and public opinion, the profound loneliness and depression of lacking purpose, and the constant struggle between using power responsibly versus using it for personal gain. And it all culminates with Rick taking another page out of Iron Man's playbook by making a sacrifice play on Orphan Island. Or I guess technically the Dark Knight Rises playbook because he does fake his death to presumably go sip Fernet Bronca somewhere. Excuse me, <coughs> Fernet Bronca, Master White. Orphan Island, by the way, is a treasure trove of puns and sight gags, including the Oliver referencing Please Sir Soup, ads for alley boxes, poor and littles, rags and riches, and a spot that exclusively sells old-timey newsboy caps. So shout out to the background artist because you folks popped off. As for Jerry, he suffers the indignity of having to recruit Pissmaster to the Galactic Council. Jerry announces he's bestowing an orb on Pissmaster by decree of the Andromeda Strain, a reference to the Michael Crichton novel about a mutant alien virus. In the aftermath of his battle with Rick, Jerry is formally stripped of his power orb, and the Council can't seem to accept that Rick was the one behind Pissmaster's heroic turn. Because even for them, the pursuit of doing good isn't their only pursuit. They care just as much about PR, optics, and public opinion as everyone else in this episode. Even when it comes at the expense of making a legitimate difference, as we see in the episode's ending tag. Rick tries to take the high road again for a moment, lying to spare Jerry's feelings that he was really Pissmaster all along. And once again, we get a reversal of fortunes for Rick and Jerry as Rick gets celebrated for being so thoughtful. As for how Rick did it, Summer says he obviously avatared it because what is being Pissmaster if not mastering the way of water? I said. Real change is difficult though, and Rick undermines his selflessness by trauma dumping on Morty and sharing the terrible truth about Pissmaster's suicide. It brings us back to a form of status quo, but it doesn't quite undo the growth of this episode. Rick lapsing back into his old habits isn't a failure on the part of therapy, it's the reason therapy is an ongoing practice of interrogating one's behaviors, understanding them, and cultivating strategies to address them if they're detrimental to one's own life. For Goldenfold, moments as a fly may have been transformative, but for Rick, his need to build himself up even at the expense of others is pathological, and that takes time to address. Anyway, folks, there you have it. That's everything you might have missed and that we wanted to delve deeper into on this week's Rick and Morty. We'll be back next week with another breakdown, but for now, tell us, what did you think of this week's episode? Did you spot anything that we missed? Yes. Then show me data. Let us know in the comments below, and for the latest and greatest in the world of pop culture, make sure you stay tuned to Nerdist.com.